Did you guys enjoy that? And now it's time for Music Jams. Hello guys, you're listening to WPNLP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumber Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Guide in Little Village. Today in Music Jams, we actually have a Nodo and Normal special. Uh, I'm going to cover the Nodo Fest and the Normal Music Festival that it was in, uh, held in Mexico City. So stick around and right now we're listening to Clubs Pop Scudo. Hello guys, we are back and remember you are listening to WPN Chicago 105.5 Lumber Radio broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Garden, Little Village. So right now we're going to talk about Nodo first um, because it was a Nodo and Normal type of day. Um, Nodo is pretty much like the behind the scenes of a Normal. Um, but so what do you guys, you guys are asking, what is Nodo? Uh, Foro Muntante by Nodo is a forum held annually since 2015. It's like a behind the scenes of the great festival which is normal Foro Mutante has great workshops on visuals audio engineering press work also working in walk um walking festivals so one thing that had um they had many workshops but, but one that really stood out was uh the blind walk it was a uh, sonic exploration um it was held by escuela nacional de ciegos um this was actually a good like a workshop more um but it was actually like a walk so any guests that attended Nodo, um, they were able to walk around with uh, the Escuela Nacional de Ciegos and they were able to record. But the thing is that um, the guests there, they had to put a blindfold on and they had to walk um, with the Ciegos and the students. And they had a, like a hands-on experience on how it is to be blind and a hands-on like uh, recording audio if you're blind. But it's actually pretty fun and it was actually a good experience as it was um, like you, we never really got, we weren't able to do that. So it was pretty fun. I, I enjoyed it. Another thing is uh, throughout the days, uh, Radio Comeme was there. Um, they were live streaming and broadcasting. Um, they had really good songs, really good audio, but they also had a guest there, which was Panchito Carrera. If you guys don't know who Panchito Carrera is, um, we do actually have an interview with him. Uh, but just FYI, Panchito Carrera is a cat. Um, he's an artist, and he's really fun to talk to. So stick around for that. Uh, another workshops, uh, the workshops mainly were for people that wanted to like start their media output, uh, outlets, but, um, one that really stood out was, uh, PR basics. It was basically on photography, audio engineering, or video editing. Um, it gives you like a hands-on feel if you're ever going to start your own media and you want to start fresh from like brand new. It was really good. It was actually held by, um, Guido Mobius. He's a German artist. Um, he's really cool and fun. But um, the thing is, that it was the first steps to visibility in the media. So it was like a hands-on. And um, if nobody has any experience, it was it was good. And you guys could have enjoyed it. And it was great for, like, you know, for the newcomers. Another thing was the Mustache Light Show. I actually enjoyed this. The workshop was, like, for four hours. But uh, one thing that uh, it was pretty cool was that... Um, uh, Bob Mustachio actually does visuals with analog. So the thing is that 
it's Bob Mustache, so you guys have to understand his world. Um, he uses the, like the VHS tapes and cassette tapes to make visuals, and he uses an HDMI splitter to connect to his computer and other programs, and he makes like this weird psychedelic visuals. But it was actually quite interesting because I didn't know that you were able to do that. Um, as many uh, visual artists nowadays, they use like their MacBooks and they use digital um, programs. So it was pretty like a weird, crazy vibe-ish um, type of thing. So up next, we have uh, Westland Playland by Holy Wave. So stick around, guys. Right now we're covering Nodo, and up next we have Normal. guys we are back so right now up next we have the bob mustache interview that i was able to do um bob mustache is a great guy um so right now we're gonna do with the interview and then up next we're gonna talk a little bit about him hello guys we're back at the centro cultural de España in mexico city at the nola festival uh, i'm jerry from yolokali what's up live with lumpen radio and i'm here today with bob mustachio bob <laughs> with an m so, Bob, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, like, what's your background work? Um, I'm a uh, dude from <laughs> Pittsburgh originally, and uh, I now live in Austin, Texas, and I've lived a few places in between, and um, I like to create music and visual art, uh, specifically video art. And feedback is a big part of that. <laughs> but video feedback. Thank you, Mr. Engineer. Uh, so a few questions for today. Um, one thing I really liked in your workshop is um, the visual art and how you use analog to your work. So what was your idea into bringing like, analog to your work? Like, what made you say, oh, I want to do work with analog? Um, well, that's where I started. Uh, just because it's readily available and there's a long line of a long history of people creating video art with uh, analog video devices back to the, the advent of the technology really um, I'm, I'm not sure how long it was until somebody pointed a camera at, at the TV that had the signal from the camera on it But it probably was right away. It was probably the same day. They got it to work <laughs> And it was probably an accident and they probably freaked out about it um, so that's where I started, and it's only been in the last year that I've, I've been integrating more modern video, high-definition, digital technology into my workflow. Yeah, uh, one thing that I've noticed like now is uh, a lot of people are turning, are going from like digital to analog, mm -hmm. and like they're really now admiring analog because of its work. And mm -hmm. so, what's one thing that you've noticed like throughout the years that how people converted from digital to analog? Um, I'm not sure about, I mean, the, the reasoning for me is, um, 
it, it has a certain set of strengths, uh, same as digital. And I, I just really try to understand what the medium, you know, is, is good at, what it's best at, and, and and extract that element and pass the imagery back and forth as many different ways as possible, um, exploiting the technology throughout the circuit that you create with all the gear. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one thing you said in your workshop is uh, how you were able to, what, the one thing that you really do is uh, read the manuals and yeah. kind of like use the your gear the wrong way. Like yeah. how, like... What made you think of that? Um, I, I'm I, I'm not sure how I arrived there, other than I have a an, an, a an a sort of obsessive tendency when I have a piece of gear. I, if there's a button on there that I don't know what it does, and I think a lot of people probably have a, at least one or two buttons on some piece of gear they have, they have no idea what it does or why it would ever even be there. And I have this curiosity, and I just. Like I said in the thing in the workshop I did, before I buy gear, I read the manual. Especially that's what one of the great things about the internet is you're able to to read the entire manual for something before you buy it. Then I get it and I mess around with it. I read the manual again and I keep going back and forth until I understand every button on it and I understand pretty much every word in the manual. And what I've found by doing that is I'm better able to leverage those buttons or those features that this thing has on it in creative ways because I understand completely how, how the circuit flows through this piece of gear and, and all the different points you, you can affect it with all these buttons and some of the things I, I've sat unused on some of my gear for, for years until I discovered what they do and now they're a very important part of, of my setup. So. Uh, one, thing, <laughs> one thing that kind of scratched my head um, I really agreed with you in your workshop. It's like, why not poems? Except haikus. <laughs> oh, po uh, poetry. Um, I, I guess I was talking about m you know, mediums, ar artistic mediums. And specifically before that, I was talking about language and how you know, art is definitely a language and it, and it, and it predates written and spoken language. Uh, music and you know, petroglyphs and things like that were were around before people had, you know, uh, written language and spoken language, uh, and I, I believe it's only on Earth that English, Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, and Japanese exist. On other planets, there's probably other languages, and so that to me means that if you send a piece of art, visual art, or a song or some music somewhere to another planet, that they'd have a way better time understanding that than something that was in a specific written or spoken language. Uh, and I puzzle over why you would choose a language as an artistic medium. I mean, specifically poems. I, I don't you know, hate poems or anything. Like you said, haikus to me are very awesome because it uses a minimum of language and the contrast between the, the words there, they're so carefully chosen, whereas I feel a lot of other poetry uh, is very superfluous with its language and I don't really understand what's happening. So I think that's true of language in general, a written language. I, I never understand what somebody's trying to say the first time or the first time I read something, I never get it right. <laughs> you know, but when I look at a painting or I listen to music or I see some video, something, uh, it instantly resonates and I instantly get it. It instantly evokes a feeling that's honest and true and I don't have to have this extra layer of uh, artifice, the language sort of in the way, I guess. Uh, but I do not hate poets. Yeah. 
uh, why psychedelic and what was your interest in it? Um, psychedelic to me is a pretty funny word. Uh, I, I hear a lot of people talk about what it means lately, especially, and I think just being alive and being aware of your existence is the most psychedelic thing possible. Uh, and it all goes from there. I, all of human's history, as far as I'm concerned, is pretty psychedelic. I mean, the Romans, I mean, everything, like, all this whole time, humans are the only people that have done this, the only animals, excuse me, that have done this on the, on the planet, and we're the only animal that knows that we're alive for a limited amount of time, and, you know, I mean, that whole thing is, I mean, that's crazy, that's like, that's so about reality without being about reality, it's, to me, the definition of psychedelic, and, um, Psychedelic music, or what people call psych rock, to me is, um, it's sort of, I don't know, I, I, I just, it just, like I said, it instantly resonates with me, although I listen to a ton of different type of music. I grew up in a family full of musicians, all of which had a different background. My dad was a jazz pianist, my brother was into 70s rock, and my mom was into blues, and I heard all this growing up from a very early age, so... Uh, I didn't know about psychedelic music. That was the sort of music I discovered on my own uh, when I went outside of my home eventually. So I think we're all pretty psychedelic as far as that goes. Uh, what's one method or one way that youth could get into experiments of visuals or visual art? Like, wh like what's one way that youth could um, go into experimenting visual art? To experience it? Yeah, to experience it. Um, well, the, again, like, the internet is an amazing thing to have. Uh, I grew up before the internet. I, I, when I was curious about something, you had to find a book or talk to somebody or get really lucky. Um, there's so much information available, and uh, you just have to have the curiosity and the, you know, the desire, and you can learn about anything you want. Uh, so I would say... You know, YouTube is amazing. Obviously, Vimeo is amazing. But just I go to shows. You know, figure out where there's people doing visuals. Uh, most most visual artists are, are visual uh, people that do visual art for bands are more than willing to talk about it. I, I don't know very many that are not. Um, and everybody's come to it. There's no degree you can get in it. There's no school you can go to f for it. It's all made up. All these people have made all this stuff up and have their own way of doing it. And even within the world of, say, like liquid light shows that are reminiscent of the 60s, everybody has their own technique. One person will tell you to use this kind of glass, one person uses kind of dye, and etc. They all have a different uh, sort of chemical way of, of dealing with it. So um, I've been curious and, and asked people questions. I've always gotten really cool answers from them. And I, I love talking about it with other people that are curious. It's it's, it's great that anybody even cares, because it's, it's just something I, I start doing as a hobby. And uh, some friends of mine thought it was cool enough, and they asked me to do it for them professionally, and I've been doing it ever since, so I'm really lucky. Uh, this is one, one, one question that from Chicago, well, Yola Kali and What's Up, we always ask to, we're, we're talking to, uh, if Bob Mustachio was a food, or what would Bob Mustachio as a food would be like? Would it be like a pizza with pineapple or something like that? <laughs> What food would I be? Like, yeah, what food would you be? Well, pizza is definitely not a bad answer. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's a food that is more like my personality for some reason. I, a pizza only because I've eaten uh, enough of it for four or five people in my life. Uh, 
I love pizza. I w would get a pizza tattoo. <laughs> I'm not going to, but I would. Okay. That's how much I like it. Um, but like, if you could create your own food, like a oh, mixture, I have. Of, mixture of things. I have. Like, what I would have. you? I got it. I came to me in a dream. Oh, really? It's called a, a banana cotto. A banana cotto? Yeah, what is it? I love avocados, but they're a pain to deal with sometimes, especially if they're not just the right ripe, you know? Yeah. You get either a gooey mess, it's black, or it's so hard, uh, you, you know, you could hurt somebody with it. So a banana cotto looks like a banana, uh, but it's the color of an avocado outside, and that texture, right? And you yeah. peel it open, man, and inside there's just avocado, no pit, you know, just like a banana. You can break it off and eat it right there. Alright guys, so up next we're listening to Lazy Lovers by Tremetina. Listen to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Island Little Village. Remember, guys, this is our music jam special for Nodo and Normal. So, right now, we're going to continue with the Normal Festival. Um, if you guys want to know, that was Bob Mustachio. Um, he's a visual artist. Uh, a few things about him is that he does like to read the manuals for um, the gear, they, whichever gear he buys. So, he uses, uh, whenever he reads the manuals, he uses it in an unorthodox settings. So, like, let's say if one button he might know, not know what it is, he'll find out what it is and use it not in the wrong terms, but in different terms. Uh, another thing is that he, uh, in his equipment, um, he tries to be as psychedelic as possible. It's his interest and it's pretty fun to do. Uh, right now, we actually have a song uh, by Moon Duo uh, called Cold Fear. Guys, we are back with another normal special. So, a little background on normal. Uh, normal festival is something on its own. It's really something that you cannot really explain, but you have to experience by yourself when you attend it. Uh, a few things about normal festival: it is a pet-friendly, a kid-friendly festival. So, um, around the festival, you'd often see dogs or like little puppies, and you'd also see kids walking around with their parents. Um, it is actually a great festival for families if they want, if they would like to attend. Um, they do have areas where um, the dogs who walk around and the kids are able to enjoy the the, uh, the festival as they have, do have seatings. Uh, if they can't see as the crowds are really big. Uh, 
the thing about normal is that it has really diverse artists from like chile um canada and even the states a uh, few artists that were there is ai tasha the amazon oli and many more but um uh, the normal festival is a really psychedelic and a great experience um it's not really compared to any other festivals it's really on its own um i want to say it's more like a community-based festival it is really diverse i want to say that's what it is it's on its own you can't really compare it with another festival um you'd have to attend an experience on its own to just to see what it is it was actually pretty fun and we were able to cover it and attend it uh, up next we have carlos reynoso interview uh carlos reynoso right now he's doing a project called ii so he actually performed at the festival he was in the red stage i believe and right now up next we will head up to the interview yeah panchita Cabrera just say stay cool man say always cool trying to make the good trying to have a common sense with everyone man carlos reynosa from valparaiso chile pleasure hill or cerros placeres ay, ay, ay. all right carlos uh can you tell us a little bit about yourself man like what's your work yeah my work is to develop and make a point between the colonialism and modern culture from latin america mixing you know all electronic from europe with aymara chants who are the native tongues from the the pre-hispanic inhabitants from south america especially the places in the los andes highlands man so in your work i've noticed that you use a cat like a puppet um, yeah 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 i always bring with me that cat called Panchito Cabrera who always asked me to sing a couple of times on live sets and he helps me on uh, manipulate tapes on stage so where was your like what time or where were you where you got the idea of Panchito Cabrera like oh he's a personality that I want to yeah I used to run uh, this radio show called the Night of the Living Records at the radio of an college radio at Valparaiso from the University of Valparaiso, and I have this host. It was uh, people older than me. It was called Enrique Bravo Lamas, who died like uh, four years ago, and the emptiness that generates his pass away brings Panchito, you know, to the radio, man. And Panchito starts, you know, I realized Panchito was a huge collector of shellacs or Latin vinyls. Uh, what are a few Panchito's Carreras uh, genres of music? Well, Panchito Carrera goes always like, like a good, cool cat, man. Just to enjoy very much uh, early South American proto-jazz and um, Bayones and uh, a lot of sort of vernacular kind of Chilean music like Cuecas, Tonadas. I mean, Panchito Cabrera is okay with a lot of South American genres starting from the early uh, past century to late 70s or whatever. Um, why a cat? <laughs> why a cat? Because the cats can see beyond at night, man. And they got this close if you run out of, you know, of, of the needles of the stylus of your turntable, the cat can manipulate and 
and became, you know, like a sort of sound system only with a claw man. What's Panchitos Cabrera's favorite food? Like, does he have a favorite? Yeah, like like this old tune, like this old foxtrot called the poor Chinese or El Pobre Chino made from in Chile in the in the early 30s. According to that song, Panchito Cabrera liked the, the rats with rice, man. And dance the fox trot. If Panchito Cabrera was a food or um, a dish that would be named after him, what would it be? I think Panchito Cabrera could be more like uh, enchilada or something, some spice, man. In the name of Panchito Cabrera, saying all to you, hello and... Hello guys, we are back. So that was Carlos Reynoso, or should I say Panchito Carrera. Uh, FYI, some of the tracks that we use for today's show are music jams, uh, like Clubs, uh, Holy Wave, Trementura, and Mundo. And up next, we would have Santos. Um, they were actually all performed at um, Normal Festival. So if you guys would like to know, they were actually, so it's a pretty good thing that we were able to use their tracks here. Um, one thing about Carlos Reynoso is that uh, he has two projects um, the AII and he also features uh, Panchito Carrera Panchito Carrera is part of Radio Comeme so it's pretty cool if you guys don't know who Panchito Carrera is he's a cat he's an actual real cat and he does play vinyls live and he does perform so if you guys ever have a chance to see him live it's actually pretty fun and cool so up next we have Miseria by Santos enjoy guys guys we are back and remember you are listening to wplp chicago 105.5 fm lumpen radio broadcasting live from studio y you look out in little village so as always guys everything has to come to an end um we are glad that we were able to cover nodo and normal it was a fun and psychedelic experience it's something out of this world and from a different dimension um we had a lot of fun and i hope you guys enjoyed today's special it was more of a last minute thing but um you know it was pretty fun and it's a different type of music jam so we really hope you guys enjoyed so up next is willa willa by ii Thank <laughs> you. 
Did you enjoy that? That was just What's Up Music Jams. We're done now.